Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of leading conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and I have a very special guest this morning, Lisa Gar. Now, Lisa wants us all to move beyond going through the motions in life. Her mission is to inspire positive personal growth and bring conscious conversations into everyone's life. And so she's at the right place today. She's created a media platform that is focusing on awareness, and she reaches millions of people. She's the host of several radio shows, a syndicated show called The Aware Show, a Hay House radio show called Being Aware. She does inspirations with Lisa Gar, and if that's not enough, she's an author of Becoming Aware, How to Repattern Your Brain and Revitalize Your Life. Lisa, welcome to Leading Conversations. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it. It's so great to have you here. Now we have the radio pro being interviewed today, so this is going to be fun. It's so interesting. When you when you mention all those shows, I think, gosh, I, I do a lot of shows. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, no. You're one woman. I so, do. I'm coast to coast also in the overnights every now and then, too. And it's, but oh, for me, it's, right. God, it's just, it is what I love. So when you put it in a list like that, I think, my goodness, she's busy. <laughs> but I love it. I have the best time. <clears throat> I know that. I know that. And it's, you're such a natural. You are so wonderful at doing this. So, so Lisa, where are you today? I am in Los Angeles. That's where I live. I am the media capital of the world here. And um, it is, media is something that has, is kind of in my blood. I've had, I come from a long line of, of an entertainment family, like way back, all the way back to vaudeville, which is interesting. My, my aunt is, Cherry Gar is a successful actress. And then my, her mother, Legs Lind, was a rockette. And then their father, (laughs) my grandfather, vaudevillian. I mean, it goes deep and I don't even know ancestrally how far it goes back, but I, I started off in, television production because it's kind of what I um, migrated towards. And then I had this really, really insane accident, and it changed my whole life. But I was definitely going mm. down that line of, of the burnout production female. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely so, want to do that. Now so it's not work, let's, but yeah. Let's go, let's go back to your childhood. And you were growing up in this family that was immersed in the entertainment world. And were you living in Los Angeles? No, my parents were um, not in entertainment. My dad is a um, retired, um, well, not retired, but he was an Army medic in Vietnam. And then he became a doctor for 38 years, an amazing doctor, just Mm -hmm. one of those good guys that... Like, yeah. we play music in the surgery rooms and stuff. He's an orthopedic surgeon. And then <laughs> retired. So both of my parents are still with me, thank God, and um, had, you know, a very strong work ethic. My mom's an interior designer. Both of them had very strong work ethics. I think if I looked at both of them, they are entrepreneurs. And, and I mm-hmm. became a, a serialpreneur, I think, because that was my 
model of the world is just you create things and you make them happen. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. Well, and that is your, I, I know you, and that is the energy that you present. It's as if there is no barrier. It's something that if you're connected to it, you do it, and that's all there is to it. And so I'm wondering, you know, when you were a child and you were growing up in that environment, how was that for you? It was interesting because my parents were both very busy and there was kind of um, no permission not to be busy. So I was constantly active and going all over the place, but I thrived in that space and I liked that. It wasn't the easiest environment as no childhood is. I think as a, you know, having a daughter, you have to go through the individuation process and, and, and independence and hero's journey and all of that stuff, I think, to really just become a soul. Your soul will find that hero's journey in order to carry out its path. But, um, you know, for me, it was, it was a mixed childhood. It was very, in terms of tension, yes, that was definitely there. But it was like any other childhood filled with tension and, sure. and busy parents and trying to find yourself and... All of that, I think most of my guidance came really honestly from the um, the trials that I had and where I mm. went to seek the answers. A lot of rejection, a lot of that happened, but I really went to, I was guided, man, in such incredible ways with these, the right books that would show up in my life and the right situations mm. that would show up in my life. Out of the tragedy would always come some piece of spiritual guidance. It wasn't like I was drawn towards, um, you know, a traditional therapy or anything like that. I was always drawn towards the mystical, the spiritual, the mind-body connection, Mm -hmm. something that had to do with using the, if you will, forces of the universe in order to create something. And I've really always, Mm -hmm. always been that way. So... You were you did some acting, right, when you were young? Yeah, I did. I, I really admired my aunt. I mean, I, she had the most awesome life. To a 14-year-old, looking at her life was just a place <laughs> of like, wow, she has a great life. She's got freedom. She does what she wants. She, she has these, this great creative expression. And she was a dancer, and I was a dancer. And then she chose these amazing scripts, and she would hang out with people like Coppola, Coppola and... And Gilda Radner, yeah. really brilliant, brilliant people. Um, uh, Gene Wilder and these people I would see around. And just that level of creativity was inspiring to be around and to really watch mm. how she, how as a female role model, she flowed was really impressionable for a, for mm. a 14-year-old. You know, to see that level of yeah. a female role model that worked, that flowed, that created, that was successful, was an interesting imprint as a as a fourteen year old. Now my mother was the same way. She was also a female that worked and flowed. It was just a different relationship because she was my mother. When you look sure. outside and you say, "Oh wow, this woman's doing it too," I had a lot of great female role models. Mm. You know, yeah, that's really that is so important. You know, for 
young women to be able to see beyond what is in their life and to be able to have access, not just hear about, but have access to those women who can help them understand where that is, where that lives in them, in in that young woman. And so it sounds like you were not only seeing it, but you were paying attention and got to live it. I don't think I knew that at the time. I looked back and I absorbed it. I definitely absorbed Mm. the essence of it. And somehow Mm. in my conscious, I modeled it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think if you don't have an idea of how to do something these days, you know, as an adult, I look for the model. I like, I say, okay, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to run two companies as a woman and a mother and a household and a wife and all that. How do, how do we, mm-hmm. who's, who else is doing this? <laughs> I can look at right, it. Right. And then I watch people right. like Lisa Nichols, who fully beautifully owns her essence and her power as a woman. I look at people like Marianne Williamson, who wields her power within the environment of many men in politics. I yeah. look at people, you know, I get this opportunity Oh, as you do, you know, it's so great to interview people and take a walk in their lives for a short time and look at what makes them tick. I am insatiably curious about the human spirit. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. We are kindred spirits with that, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. So in your, in your, talk about your early 20s. So you, you grow up, you have these, um, you're inspired by your Aunt Terry Gar, and you see all of these other people who are creative and making big statements in the world. And so you move into your 20s, and what is that like for you? Well, I kind of became a workaholic. I really kind of started off very early um, I created this company in the entertainment industry that fills audiences for television shows. I saw a niche ah. when I was in um, development, in, in TV development, and they, I would do these pilots, and the pilots would always need an audience to watch the pilots, and then I would have this list of people, and then this grew and grew, and now it's like 100,000 people, and it, it rotates, and I still have this incredible company that fills audiences for television shows, very niche business. And um, oh. I started that when I was in my 20s, when I was 21, and it was interesting because it was something that I just kept doing as um, as I saw the need, and I would fill the need, and, I would, yeah. and there was a bigger need, and I would fill that need, and as it is in entertainment, you if you show up and you're, you're needed, you will work, <laughs> and, right, and um, right, right. that was kind of the case, and so then I got involved with for some friends in the entertainment industry, and they got me into mountain biking, which was great because it was a nice break and it was a good chance to get out of the studio. Mm. And, and these were really great, hardcore, fun, kick-ass people that would go on these six, seven, eight-hour rides in, on Saturdays and Sundays. And I would just be trying to keep up because they'd been at it for a while. And the minute I would catch up, they would roll. And no rest for the weary, right? You just keep <laughs> going. And I built, and I've always been an athlete, but you know, from dance and from everything else that I did. But I loved the mountain biking because I'm out there with nature in the elements, and it's so just peaceful and beautiful. And I just got off a ride this morning. I still mountain bike every day and love it. Mm. But, um, but from that, from the mountain biking with my friends, I got involved in racing. And 
I met um, I met this guy who I had met a couple of times before but forgot, and we hit it off really well. We got introduced by a friend of mine who was an, an AD, on, an assistant director on the show, and she said, hey, you guys will really get along. So we wound up dating, and it was a really kind of rocky relationship because I really wasn't in, as you can tell from what I'm saying, I was more so focused on career as a priority and driven and workaholic and all of that. And, and I'm in my 20s, so obviously this came from somewhere, right? And, right. And then there was this, um, so it was a rocky, kind of rocky relationship. And this series that we were racing, it's a California State Championship Series, and it goes for seven races across the state. And the seventh race is a double points race, and it accumulates. And I happen to have been in second place in this series for this California State Championship. And we had, my, my boyfriend at the time, we broke up because it wasn't going well, and he's like, look, this isn't a priority for you, and I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. And so we went to the race together because he was that guy, just a really good guy, and he said, look, let's just, I'll, you know, support you on this last race. He was racing too, and let's just do this together, and this will be our last race. And it was so bittersweet and sad, and yeah. 108 degrees, and 5,000 feet of climbing, oh. and 27 miles, oh my and God. brutal conditions, super brutal conditions. So... I am halfway into through the race and realizing that I went through 100 ounces of water and it's the final part of the race where I look towards the bottom of the hill where the finish line was. And I was at the top of this mountain uh, where the pine trees and everything were. I was able to see these switchbacks and you get to the bottom of this hill, cross over a ravine, you're done. And I looked in front of me wow. and there's the girl in first place. And I thought, I didn't even care where I was in the race. I didn't need to win this race. I was toast. I was done. And I thought, right. how did I catch her? How did, wow, I could just, actually, I'm a pretty good descender. I could probably pass her on the descent, and I could probably win the series. Wow, how did that happen? And that was literally the last thought I had. That was the mm. last thing I remember. And the rest of it was I was looking, I was at the bottom of the mountain, looking up at my bike at the top of the mountain, trying to figure out how it was up there, and I was down and then I just lost complete awareness and consciousness completely, where I must have hit my head on a rock because my ha- helmet shattered and flew off, and it was cracked in several places. And it was at that moment where I lost the level of consciousness that I was in, and I went into a realm of a completely different level of consciousness. It was literally a, a crack in consciousness, and it was a crack in my head, too, but it was absolutely the most peaceful, beautiful state that I had ever... It wasn't even a state. It was a... I, I don't know if it was a dimension, a, whatever it was. It was the most beautiful, peaceful feeling I had ever had, and even that word feeling was is different because... Every single thing I was, I was everything. I was the tree. I was the sky. I was, I was the feeling. Thoughts didn't occur because those would have been separate. Feelings didn't occur because those would have been separate. I was everything. It made me realize how separate we are with our thoughts and our feelings, that they're actually separate from us. Thoughts are separate from us. 
When you really right. embody and you are your thoughts, then you are the instant manifestation of everything. And that was what I, I was. I was the manifestation of everything. It was absolutely incredible. And I, I even remember mm-hmm. feeling like what it felt like to sway as a tree does on the top of a tree and how it sways with the wind with this large support underneath it that goes deep into the ground, yet it can still flow on the top. I remember feeling, I had this sense of Asia all around me, and I don't know what it was. I found out 15, 16 years later that it was a premonition that I had. It was, I mean, just so many things came into that moment that were so vivid, so indelible in my brain that it changed the entire course of my life. I think I have been, and the reason I create these radio shows and do these radio shows and speak to these amazing people is because every show I get into, I get to touch back into that space. I get to bring that space down into this reality, and that's why I do what I do. It's no longer from a place of busyness. It's from a place of pure passion. Yeah. Mm. Well, and so, so anyway, you know, I well, you know, I have I've read about this accident, and um, I the first question that I had, even though you say you know you only remember being on the ground, um, is you know was there a split second where as you were leaving the bike where there was any recognition that you you actually were leaving the bike mm, the memory loss is retroactive unfortunately cuz i don't remember uh, yeah i asked the doctor about that years later and i said how come i don't remember falling off the bike and he said that in a in a head trauma such as mine the memory loss is retroactive so I don't remember uh, falling. I don't remember hitting the rock. I don't remember any of it, unfortunately. And it actually took out a ton of my memory. It, short-term memory is still an issue. Long-term memory, a lot of patches. And I've had to learn to live with that. And I've really learned to live with that. I've, it, at first, it's very scary because you say things that people remind you of and there's no recollection of a reference to even the fact that you said it. It's like trying to go into your computer and look for the file and it's gone. Yeah, and it's scary. Yeah, yeah. You just, because there's like evidence somebody says you said it and you don't remember and then you think, what else? Do I not remember what else? Somebody, and you get very scared. Mm. And it, it's a very retreating feeling. And there's chunks of my childhood that I cannot for the life of you remember of me in Kentucky and all of these places that my parents said we lived. Don't remember the house, nothing. I, I look, I search, I try, and it's just not there. And I have to breathe through it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. There's pieces that are missing, and it's okay. And I've retained enough, and maybe I didn't need them anyway at this point. <laughs> and um, Well, that really, that really speaks to the premise that um, it doesn't matter about the past, and it doesn't matter about the future. The only thing that matters is this current moment, our presence. And so, you know, this is really, I mean, you are actually 
able to experience that in a lot of ways, right? Had I not gone through this near-death experience of experiencing this beautiful realm, then that maybe would matter. It would matter more that I didn't remember my past, but it really uh-huh. doesn't doesn't matter. It really doesn't because I know what's possible, and I know I know that there are outer limits and that there are, I mean, I'm not talking in a paranormal way here. I'm simply talking about an experience of consciousness, of pure consciousness, yes. and what mm-hmm. that means to me. And a reference point in my life is what I measure everything else up against, Cheryl, is what I measure everything else up against. Every book mm-hmm. I read, every interview I do, the experience that I have, even the negative experiences in my life, what I can tell if I'm in a massive amount of stress, how far away from that experience that I had gotten. I'll share something with you. I, um, and this is how I know I'm so guided. It's, we've been going through a lot of stress here in our household, and my mother-in-law fell and broke her hip, and she's living with us and going through this, a lot of different changes with my husband's company, my company, all this stuff is happening. And I was in a lot of stress, and I met this person through a friend. And I went to this yesterday to this entire day retreat that was kind of a, it was called a family constellation um, with this guy, Gary Salyer. It was absolutely mm. transformational, and it helped me realize that these little moments come, I must seek them out as a soul, but this particular experience and process I went through yesterday, I realized, my gosh, the last several months, I got too far away from that space. My soul will bring me back. No matter what, no matter how, it will bring me back to that level of awareness because I'm committed to it. And the process I went through yesterday was absolutely incredibly transformational. I'll tell you about it sometime. But it's just a a way to realign our souls. And how many times do we get in that space where we get so hijacked by stress and blinded by the surprises and the upsets and the shocks in life that take you out and really kind of chip away at your level of consciousness, we need those reminders back in our life to say, hey, this isn't really what it, it is all about. It's really about it's really about pure consciousness. It's really about pure love. And no matter how busy I get, my soul will bring me back to that place. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I am curious to hear from you, Lisa, a bit more about that stress that was going on in you, because I know you were beginning to take a shift a little bit in the way you looked at your business, and I'm curious about that. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Lisa Clark. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. 
Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my very special guest today, Lisa Gar. So, Lisa, we were speaking before we took a break about the way you have transformed your life based on some interesting experiences you've had and some, uh, and specifically uh, a, an accident, a bike accident, where you had um, injury to your brain, trauma to your brain, and you have healed yourself with the help of um, many physicians and many healers in their different areas of life. And I know that you just said that your last few months, um, you kind of had moved away from your real spirit. You really had moved away from the ground that you are. And I know that you had been having some stress um, the last time I saw you on the beginning of the year. You were talking about stress in your business and looking at shifting. So what got you there and what did you do about that? I am so excited to talk about this. Thank you, by the way. Because when you go through a brain trauma, you don't wake up the same every morning. Your brain, my brain, has an, a, you know, it, it adjusts and chemistry changes. And I do still, you know, it's not a one-time fix at all. I am constantly in the practice of having to reset my brain every day, which is why I wrote this book. It is my daily practice to exercise first because it changes the brain chemistry, and that is why I exercise. It changes my brain chemistry. I can literally feel it, and I can feel the chemicals change and the thoughts change. I can go from, oh, my God, I'm tired. How am I going to do this? 20 minutes into it, coming up with solutions, positive thoughts, newly found ideas, energy. It's all brain chemistry. Our bodies are are led by our brains, (laughs) and the chemistry in them, they but they change everything. So if you look at the pattern, our bodies go through change every day. Our brains go through change every day, yet we don't expect our businesses to change or our world. Right. That's, it's just a misnomer. So if we can look at the level of change that we're going through right now as a planet, as a country, mm-hmm. in our businesses, as individuals, in our life, 
everything is changing. The only shocking part is it's changing faster than it ever has before. Entire industries are going away. Sectors of businesses are disappearing. New ones are appearing. In our business, the way that we do business has to change. And I've been in the transformational space for the past 18 years, and I get this great opportunity of sitting in this radio host chair and seeing the change. I get to see from when I started way back when, I I started on a left-wing political radio station, the way that it all worked out kind of miraculously. I was led to this um, political radio station, and I started talking about um, mind, body, spirit in the middle of the afternoon at 1 o'clock, and the audience was excited. They just, it just grew and grew and grew without any advertising so fast because this is a conversation people wanted to have. They wanted to know about, about um, you know, relationships. They wanted to know about angels. They even wanted to know what it meant to have psychic communication. But it all came out. Wayne Dyer was um, one of the people that even hosted my show for a little while while I was giving birth, but a really amazing mentor of mine where he was on my show so many times talking about the power of intention and and excuses be gone and all the wisdom of the ages and all of his great wisdom that he would bring in. People absolutely loved the conversation. And so then I got to watch people like Wayne and all these great teachers, these incredible, who I respect so much, go through this transition of the author phase into the back of the, the live event, speaking event phase into the... Um, going online and then and creating online um, conversations and bringing on the whole digital phase and it, it, you know I've seen these great trends come about and the coaching phase that's come up and the amazing life coach trend that is you know been around for a long time with coaching and business and how people are learning to rely on support with coaches and this is a whole thing now life coaching isn't this great. And, you know, it just, there's so many different shifts and twists and changes that have happened in all of our businesses that it happened to me as well. You know, I do a radio show, and then I, for a long time, for 10 years, was just a volunteer on on radio. Oh, it was my passion. And, I did not know that. Yes. Okay. And Wayne didn't either, and he said to me one day, he said, you're a volunteer? And I said, yes. And he said... I need to help you. And he did that with people. He was that gentle, kind giant that would take you under his wing and gently guide you to your soul's journey and introduce me to Hay House and uh, as an author because I'd already known you know them from interviewing all of their wonderful guests. And, and that's how I got my book published, and he wrote the forward to it. And, and um, then I was on Hay House Radio after that, and he really gave me the wind underneath my wings to accept to be paid for what I do, to actually accept and receive that level of payment. And so then we got into the online portion of of our um, business by creating summits with Jennifer McLean. She introduced the summit model to us, and then we ran with it and, and created this incredible movement of the summit which we now know, we know everyone has summits and does summits, and it's great. Uh, yeah. So we were kind of the pioneers of that space. And um, 
online product development and so forth. So it's been a wonderful journey of looking through um, what I've seen these trends happen. And as much as things shift, it's a matter of not resisting the shift but looking forward to it. And that's why people plan ahead, and that's why there's projections, and that's why there's planning meetings. But even those plans sometimes need to change. Even those experiences need to shift. And um, that's kind of where I'm at now is I'm in this beautiful space of, of media coaching. And even though I love and still host the radio shows and still have the online presence, I love bringing people onto the environment of what they do based on their story. Rather than just saying, I'm a coach, and I coach people on this, that, and the other thing, you know, business coach, and I coach people to 10x their businesses or whatever it is that they do, that's, that might be what they do, but who are they being from their deep-rooted story that gives them the credibility to attract the right person to help and that they then can help somebody else? There's a whole sequence that I see. If you really come from your story of telling really why you do what you do, from your deepest part of your heart and why you're dedicated to impact the lives of people through your tr- coaching, your training, through your business, through whatever it is that you do, you will then attract the right people to help and they will help the right people and they will help the right people and so on and so on. Coming at life from and your business from that passion rather than from a set of numbers or what you're going to do to impact someone's financial outcome is so much more powerful and so much more impactful and meaningful in life. And I, the 10X and whatever will happen as a result of that, but it will be effortless. And, and it will be in the right position because then it's aligned with your soul's journey. So when you talk to people about this, I mean, my, my guess is that there's some self-selection. People move towards you because they are inspired by who you are and how you, um, how you position your message. You are your message. I mean, that's very clear. Do, is, there, um, is there a sense of people saying, oh, my gosh, I could never do that. I could never tell my story. Or is it's, there a sense of people who say, I don't have a story? You know, it's interesting because I've done this media coaching with people on stage that are so closed. I had this one lady who I looked at in the audience, and she's a coach. She's an executive coach. And she was so masculine. And I, and I say that in a kind way, but she was very strong. She's very square jaw, mm-hmm. very guarded. And mm-hmm. I had her... She was so wonderful to to be open to to talking, and she didn't see this. She would not have seen it. But I said, you know, what do you do? And I'm an executive coach, and I help people business businesses and so forth. And I said, well, why do you do what you do? Well, I want to help people bring, you know, uh, their businesses to the next level. And I said, tell me a little bit about your childhood. And it winds up we get into this beautiful story she was raised with four brothers, always felt like she needed to be masculine to not die. You know, she was always the football in the football game, and she was always getting beat up. And so she had to 
become and lose her femininity, become masculine in order to keep up in the world. And then she approached her businesses from that perspective as well. And not only did she find through this whole journey of, of self-protection on stage vulnerably with other people, she learned that she has so much more to offer for women in business and how to not become a man and how to not have to keep up in that level and to maintain your feminine power within business and to move forward Mm -hmm. in that way. That was so much more powerful for her and for the clients that she had and for the clients that she was going to attract. And that's the Mm -hmm. shift. She didn't even know that. And it was unveiled in 10 minutes of how Mm -hmm. it completely changed the trajectory of where the clients she attracted and the clients that she have and how she was going to help them. You don't have to know it or see it or even want it. It's there, and it's powerful. And I learned this through interviewing 4,000 people. I'm on my 4,000th interview. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I I get to look at their story. I see when I look at an interview and I look at a person that I'm going to interview, I look right through their soul and I see what got you here? Why are you doing what you're doing? Nobody just wakes up one morning and says, I want to be an executive coach. They wake up from their, from their past every day and they're reacting as a result of it. And I love going into that dance. An interview for me is like a dance. It's like a beautifully unchoreographed dance where it's an exchange of energy, of leaning and, and take, of, uh, you know, balancing. And it's, for me, an unfolding of a story mm. that then presents it to the right people who need to hear it in that way. And that's why I'm a story finder. I love stories. I love finding yeah. people's stories. I'm a story hunter. <laughs> I love that, a story hunter. I am. And, and you, know, you, are a great, you are a great storyteller as well, but I love the whole concept of story hunter. That is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should make adventures. a book yeah. title of that. Story, yeah. the story hunter. That's your next book title. I love um, it. I love know. it. It's a great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so now you've moved into that space, and clearly, just like everything you touch, Lisa, um, you know, because you're doing it from the space of your soul and not, not contriving the situation. Um, it is it is working, and you are attracting the people you need to have to do this the right way. And so, has your stress did your stress shift, or you know, you said that it was actually this weekend you had that experience that you saw that you had moved away from your soul, mm-hmm. and so that brought you back. So, my am I interpreting this right that as you began that whole that whole space of moving into the media coaching more deeply that you were kind of in that, um, let's call it a type A, charge ahead, um, make it happen kind of oh, a yeah. mode. Versus oh, totally. Really in the, that, yeah. 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 Sorry for okay, but when I get into that space, I, I can't see a thing. There's no way. There's, mm. I mean, all I look at is, well, this isn't working and that's not working and this isn't working and that person needs to go and... I, yeah, there's no creativity in that space, no. And, yeah. you know, it's, 
it's been, you know, a lot of, a couple of shocking things have happened in our, you know, family here with accidents and my, you know, father is quite ill and he's almost died, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago and it's just, you know, he has leukemia yeah. and he's going to, it's very, very stressful and very hard to manage. But this deep soul work I did this last weekend with family constellations, it's very powerful work, Cheryl. It's, it's getting to the ancestral path of your pattern. Mm-hmm. That is the best way I can explain it. Is So I was running a sabotage pattern, and so was my father, and so was his father, and probably so was his father. And this is a process of... I didn't want to give that energetically. You know, as children, when we look at our parents go through pain, we take it on. We want to heal them no matter what. We want to heal their pain, and we take it on, and that creates that family agreement of healing their pain. And then you take that on, and as an adult, I said, if I ever gave that, you know, if I wanted to give that sabotage energy back to my father, I can't. It would kill him. If I can't give it back to a man with leukemia, going through chemo. So I agreed to hold on to that energy as a, as a family agreement. And then if what this process was that this incredible man took me to, his name is Gary Salyer, he goes through this family constellation where you actually give the energy back to the ancestral pattern. And I gave it back knowing that the ancestors that created it owned it and will take it back and it is theirs. It is theirs. They created it. They can handle it. They can manage it. It is no longer my torch to carry. It is no longer my father's torch to carry. It is no longer his father before his torch to carry. And you go back ancestrally through your lineage and you give it back and then they give it back and they give it back and you realize you have this beautiful tribe of ancestors that are there to support you on your journey through your soul and it opens your soul up and it changes, literally changes the family constellation pattern. This is a deep, deep body of work that you can look up online. It's, it's been practiced for many, many, many decades. Very deep work. But this is what I'm committed to in life, is constantly getting to that place of reawakening my soul. Yes, I'm going to get stuck again. Yes, I'm going to go into survival again, the human nature. And I will always seek how to get out of it. You know, I have my mind is going in so many different directions. But I'm going to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to take a break right now. Um, That's a lot, I know. My engineer is saying, break, break, break. Okay, so let's take a break. We'll come back and have a short segment before we close the show, and we'll talk more about this deep element of your life and what we can all learn from it. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. How is your business running? It should be running smoothly with nary a hiccup, like a finely tuned machine. But if you're like most businesses, yours may be running nowhere close to that. Listen for Operationally Speaking with your host, Sergio Samel. Our program will help you to run your entrepreneurial business easier, better, with less frustration. And by running it well, you're sure to be poised for faster growth. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito and my very special guest, Lisa Gar. We've been having a incredible conversation today, Lisa. And, you know, you've been speaking about the inspiration that you have become in your life to lead your life. And that each day you seek how to be at the top of your game, for lack of a better term, to be your best self in the world, to be fully open to receiving what is possible. And that's definitely the way I experience you. And it's very clear from the way you work and what you present in your work that that is, that is who you are. So what is it you want us to all learn from that? Well, I am definitely a work in progress, as we all are. And it is a matter of being dedicated to your constant transformation and growth, to be dedicated to your study of that, your daily practice. And I'm not saying that you have to just grow, 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 grow every day. You have to have roots, of course, and action plans and stick with them. But be open to the, to the twists and turns that happen in life, to the resetting of your brain every day I have or your life. I have a process in my book that is a visualization process, and I actually recorded it as videos, and I put QR codes in the book. And so if you, when you get the book, and either if it's on um, audio version, I mean, not audio, the um, Kindle version or the, the physical the book, you can yeah. see the, um, the QR codes, and you just scan your phone across them, and it'll take you into these visualizations. And the visualizations I take people through guide you through this 
one is called the elevator of consciousness, and it's the elevation of consciousness, really. It's where you step mm. into this beautiful space that lifts you to higher spaces in consciousness and to higher frequencies, and then you pass over floors of judgment, and you pass over floors of negative thoughts, and you consciously rise above these lower-level thinking, and you get into a very high state of consciousness where you meet one of the floors as you meet a guide, and you meet your, your it could be your counsel, your guide, your, a, a Passover loved one, a spirit animal, whatever it is. I've heard, I've done this with groups in rooms, and it's amazing what comes through. For a long time, when I did this, session after session after session, Jesus would come in, and I'm like, wow, you really, really want to come in there. <laughs> Just random people say, I've never seen this before in my life, and... <laughs> But it's amazing the guidance that is available to us. And then you thank your mm-hmm. guide for everything that your guide has ever helped you with, even those times that you felt like you haven't had any support at all. You always have. And it helps you realize mm-hmm. how supported you are. And that mm-hmm. you and that's a big thing for people like me, very independent focused um, people, is to realize that you are supported and you always have been just your entire world, knowing that support is there, having that knowingness that support is there. And then you go mm-hmm. back into the the elevation of consciousness room and you come out onto the floor of your dream realized. And that is the stepping into acting as if in every sense of seeing, feeling, hearing, touching, smelling your dream as it is happening and looking back at all the things that needed to align to get you there and all of the Mm. generations you'll impact into the future as a result of achieving that dream. And it's so beautiful. And then you come back and you bring the essence and the feeling and the vibration back to now. And it's a very powerful Mm. visualization process. You can find it, I believe, online. um, My book is called Becoming Aware. And um, the process is in the book. And it's a beautiful process, and I have experienced it. And I love in the book you have um, little awareisms, you call them, mm-hmm. where it's actually a wonderful way, in some ways, to sum up the chapters and the pages and the, you know, the way of thinking. And so I find that what I'm doing is, you know, I have read the book, but what I do is I keep it around, and every once in a while I just open it. And whatever awareism is showing up, then I say, oh, that's a message for me today. So, you know, <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Nice, yes. Beautiful. Yes, they are. They're yeah. just little, little levels of what I've learned from all of these experiences and what, I, what continues me on my journey of learning. I am a lifelong learner. And, and the people that listen to my shows are lifelong learners committed to a life of growth and a life of happiness through growth. And I equate the two. I don't think growth necessarily needs to be painful. That's one of the um, messages that I say and I open my show with is the Aware Show is inspiring messages that are positive growth and change. And that is, I think, what we're constantly committed to as human beings is mm-hmm. our level of positive growth and change. Even when things seem devastating, and seem that they are backwards in motion, um, you know, such as a broken yeah. hip or an injury or an illness, 
there are beautiful gems and messages in there for you that are deep and need to come out and need to be realized and need to be seen. And as as painful as it feels in the moment, there's messages in there for you, and they can cause positive growth and change. Hmm. And you are a perfect, perfect role model for that. So, Lisa Gar, it's been just an amazing privilege to have you here today. Your book is Becoming Aware, How to Repattern Your Brain and Revitalize Your Life. Where can people learn more about you and your shows and the summits that you manage? Oh, I have all of that on my website, which is theawareshow.com. That's T-H-E, theawareshow.com. And... I do interviews that are uploaded every single day, so people can watch interviews forever on there. The community site that I have on there houses the archives, so you would have to become a member of the community, which is also really fun and have access to the thousands of shows that I have. But there's free shows added on there every single day for you to watch on, and inspirational people that are just making great changes in the world. Tomorrow I'm interviewing Larry Dossie on my show, and and Hay House Radio, and all of my shows on Gaia TV. It's just, I'm everywhere. (laughs) Yes, you are. Thanks for being here, Lisa. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for the space and the opportunity and for what you're doing and committed to. I really appreciate it. Mm. Remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.